Welcome to another edition of the Dementia Care Partner Talk Show. Now, here's dementia care expert Tifa Snow and your host, Greg Phelps. Hello and welcome to the Positive Approach to Care Dementia Care Partners podcast, brought to you by RecallQ, the perfect solution for remote caregiving. RecallQ not only turns any tablet into a dementia care day clock, it also allows your whole family to send messages, share photos, schedule reminders, and have two-way video calls easily from their phone. RecallQ, be a great caregiver from anywhere. I'm your host, Greg Phelps, along with Tipa Snow. And Tipa, our topic today, we have talked about this before. It might be challenging for some in our listening audience, and that is the actual physical act of placing your loved one in mm. care. But I'm going to flip this around completely and look at it from the care staff's point of view, because that's where some of our questions came from once a new resident arrives. Mom's arrived, the family has discreetly disappeared. Now, mom is not a happy camper uh, as a care staff member? Should I say, this is your new home? Should I try and get her to her room? Uh, what happens if she refuses? Should I medicate? You know, there's a whole bunch of rabbit holes to go down here. Yeah, there sure are. So what we have is someone was brought in and right away, someone was brought in by the family says, I've set up, there's been a setup here. And the person living with dementia was presumed to either not want to come or need to be tricked into coming. And probably their anticipation was not that they would be staying, but that they would be visiting. Uh, what do you think, Greg? So if I took you somewhere and I dropped you and, and I said, I'll be back. What do you think that would mean if if I dropped you off somewhere? Well, you know, my parents dropped. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I think the reaction would probably have been the same. Uh, I'd be a little bit, um, a little bit hot under the collar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know, like, well, where are they? I thought they would be here to get me by now. I mean, I'm done. I'm ready to go. And so, for staff members, I think recognizing what would be. Now, what's a reasonable thing to say, which is, sounds like you're really looking for your folks to be here. I hate they aren't here yet. Um, tell you what, let me check and see if I can find out something about when we might be able to expect them. But for right now, any chance you could help me for a few minutes? I could really use your help. Now, what did that do? Tell me, tell me what you got from that. Well, you, you actually engaged me a little bit because all of a sudden I sort of moved from having anger at the door to actually mm -hmm. listening to you. And there was a couple of things in there that I could consider something to drink or something to help or, you know, yeah. there were some options for my brain to go. And the first thing, uh, yeah, you're right. The first thing I had to do is acknowledge what you were asking about is why, when are they coming? And I, so I, I do that reflective piece of you're wanting to know when your folks are coming. Tell you what, let me check on that. So did I say, yeah, they, they aren't, they are, this is your new home. Did I give you any crap like that? No, because I think, uh, you know, if you've, if you've ever said to somebody, this is your new home once and what? it went sideways, you would probably never say that again. We learn from experience. Yeah. I mean, why would this be my home? This is not my home. I mean, I, I, I you know, and if I know the backstory, so what it says to me is, are we preparing staff? 
of what the situation with this person coming in was. Did they come because they wanted to be there? Did they come because they agreed to come earlier on, but now they're turned around? Is it one where they didn't want to be here in the first place? They got tripped. Um, were they told they were coming for lunch? I mean, the more the staff knows about the situation, it might make it a little easier to be careful about how you respond. And so we don't want to be automatic. We need to be really thoughtful as staff. So when somebody says, I need you to call my daughter because she needs to get back here and pick me up, I, I want to do again. Oh, so you're wanting to get up with your daughter to pick you up. I am so sorry. I thought somebody would have said something. I don't think she's going to be able to come back today. Something came up, but she did. Everything's been arranged for you at least to have a place to stay tonight. I mean, until she can get back here. I am so sorry that happened, though. That sounds like it was a surprise for you. So we're, we're getting new skills here. Mm -hmm. But if we stop right there and sort of think we should never be in this place in the first place, how would we fix this? The, the moment yeah. I come in and say, hey, um, I, I want to put my dad in care. W yeah. Would you as the person <laughs> say, okay, let's stop right there. Yep. And, and yeah. And the first thing I say is how much is dad aware and in, in, in favor of this? And how much is this not something he's aware of that you've run out of steam and you've run out of options and you need to do something because you just can't keep doing what's happening. Tell me so, more about that. Yeah, yeah, so you're going to start asking questions right off the bat. Yeah, because the, the sun isn't the one moving in. <laughs> you know, we gotta we gotta really recognize, you know, what that person wants and what the person who's going to be in my building wants might be two very different things. And I've got to prepare the people who are going to be in the middle with what we know and how to respond and maybe work with the son about the drop-off in a slightly different manner so, or a very different manner. So this has to be a, a coordinated plan amongst everybody involved. If we want a transition that's not traumatic, I mean, because quite honestly, nobody likes to be trapped in a setting they didn't agree to. And if we already know that's a high probability situation, we want to think that through because if not, Greg, if if it gets to a place where staff can't handle my level of distress, what's going to end up happening? I mean, let's be really honest. What will happen if they can't figure out how to support and help me? It, it's going to go sideways real quick. And where will I end up? Well, uh, it could end up in uh, what do they call them? I, I was going to say seclusion, but I don't think they do that. Well, I might end up on medications that are designed to try to keep me under control, but sedate me. I might end up with an admission to the emergency room because my behavior is so outrageous. I might end up in a psychiatric care situation because I was dangerous to myself or others or made threats, immediate threats, or I might end up hurting myself trying to get out or hurt someone else. And now I end up in a legal situation. Um, you know, like I have to be taken in because I harm someone. And it's like, all of this happened. And it's not to scare people. It's just to realize I'm very reactive. You knew that. That's one of the reasons that I couldn't stay where I was. But we don't have a really clear pathway 
we're not good at transitions and we're not good at helping people make transitions. And particularly we have such a bias against people living with dementia, taking a role in anything that we struggle. And there is a certain percent of people, this will be one of the most horrible transitions they ever have to endure. But that doesn't always have to be the case for a lot of people. I think what we do is try to, you know, get everybody to be one type of person and it's just not, not reasonable. Has somebody somewhere put together information that people can find mm -hmm. on this subject? Because in a, in a brief podcast mm -hmm. like ours, we're not going to be able to answer all of the questions. Well, I've put together a worksheet. And if you check us out and you check our resource page out, you, you would be able to locate that. How do you help with transitions? We've also done a couple of webinars and we also have consults. And those are free consults where we could talk through like what's going on and what have you tried so far? And let's think about this and who's involved and who should be talking to whom, doing what. We try to help people with this, this challenge where you, you don't think you can do it that way anymore. Well, what are our options? Yeah. Tipa, thank you very much. Thank you, Greg. You've been listening to the Positive Approach to Care Dementia Care Partners podcast, brought to you by RecallQ, the perfect solution for remote caregiving. RecallQ, be a great caregiver from anywhere.